Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Recorded live. Well, Father, we give you glory. We thank you, Lord, for this time that we are going to have, Lord, this evening. Uh, thank you, Father God, for uh, being able to, um, just being able, Lord, to share your word um, this evening, Father God. Lord, we uh, honor you. We thank you, Lord, that for those that will be listening in and those that will be tuning in even a little bit later, uh, Lord, you have a you have a way of being able to just drop a nugget, Father God, to drop a nugget, Lord. And Father God, I pray in Jesus' name that the nugget that will be dropped, Father God, that someone will grab this and someone will listen to it, Father God, and someone will be blessed in the midst of that. In Jesus' precious name, we honor you, we glorify you, we thank you for your presence. We thank you, Father God, Lord, for just this week and Everything that has happened this week, Lord, and um, I thank you. I thank you, Lord, for making a way even today, Father God, what you did even even today, Father God, Lord, and how you moved in such a mighty way. So, Father God, we give you glory and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, glory to God. Praise God. It's good to have Everyone, Lord, that is, it's good to have everyone that is that is listening once again. And uh, so we are going to get right into what we have been talking about. And I pray that the background noise really will not disturb you. Amen. For those that are listening, the Lord has really been giving me a word, and it's great concerning a word talking about in single life. And uh, embracing happiness, enjoying life, embracing happiness, and and um, this is so awesome with the Lord. We've been dealing with the things that Jesus conquered. Number one, there are three things that He conquered: He conquered people, He conquered desires, and He also conquered He also conquered uh, your place, your situation. He conquered all of these areas. Um, these are areas that he conquered in in his time of living, in his time of being here. Amen. He conquered all of those all of those areas. He conquered, um, and those are things that can hinder you from enjoying life. Those are things that can actually hinder you from being able to enjoy the life that um, that and to enjoy the life that God's given you. This precious gift. We we talked about this this last week. We talked about the precious gift that He's given to us, the gift of life, and it is so awesome. Just this awesome gift, and you know, and so many, so many uh, abuse it. So many 
uh, take it for granted, you know, take life for granted. Some cannot enjoy it, so they don't, uh, they they abuse it. Um, and then they, a lot of times there are those that, uh, that with this life, they definitely do not uh, enjoy it because they they don't deal with the purpose. They they're not in, they they it's not they don't like the purpose. Some don't like their purpose. Some don't even seek after to find out what their purpose is. What is the reason? And for everything, there's a reason. For everything, there's 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 a reason why that we're here. There's a reason why that we have to do. I mean, come on, if you really stop and think about it, there's a reason. There's a reason for everything that that has been created and that has been made. There's a reason for it. Uh, I'm looking at my shoes. You look at somebody that created shoes. What was the reason for? What was the reason for shoes? What was the purpose for shoes? The purpose for shoes is to put on your feet to keep you from to keep you from stepping on things that you don't want to step on and to keep your feet comfortable. My goodness, while you're running and while you're walking, there's a purpose for everything. Purpose for, I mean, you really stop and think about, there's a purpose for everything. I, I got glasses on my eyes. Someone, someone created the glasses, okay? And there's a purpose for the glasses. What? So that I can see. <laughs> Bottom line, it's so I can see. Everything that you go out and do, there is a purpose for that. There's, uh, there is a reason why it was created. There was a reason why it's, why it's there. I mean, there's some things that I wonder, um, Angel, why, or there's some things that I really wonder why it was created, but knowing that there, there's got to be a reason for it. I wonder why a mosquito's here. It doesn't make any sense to me. It spreads diseases. Maybe that's part of what God's plan was, was um, for the mosquito to, well, I don't know, maybe the enemy just, maybe that's the enemy's purpose, to have the mosquito spread diseases <laughs> and, and, and rats and all these other other things that we have. You know, but with everything, there is a purpose and a plan. There is a purpose and a plan. The creator created created an automobile. For what? For us to ride in. Okay? For us to ride in. We all know that. I'm 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 saying things that are very, very simple. But yet in the midst of it being I want it to be so simple to the point that we can get an understanding that life has a purpose. There is a purpose for life. There is a purpose. And the thing is, it's just simply to walk in that purpose of what he's given us life for. Walk in the purpose. You want to find out what the purpose of a thing is? I remember Dr. Miles Monroe said that years ago. If you want to find out the, if you want to find out the purpose of a thing, you ask its creator. You ask, you talk to its creator. Go to the creator. It'll tell you definitely what the purpose is. Now, are we robots? No. We are not robots. You know, we are not robots. I'm going to uh, talk about something tonight that I pray pray will be a blessing to you. 
and that is to realize what God actually was from the very beginning. When he created us, the thing that's so awesome, Angel, when he created us, he put in us choice. He put in us choice. He, he made us in his image and in his likeness. So therefore, automatically he knows he gave us choice. So, uh, so if he gave us choice, he gave us a chance to be able to follow and in purpose, the purpose. We have the choice to follow. Come on, think about it. The choice to follow was from the very beginning. It was from the very beginning with 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 Adam. You know, he he he, he told him, there's certain things that I want you to do. Adam chose not to. The whole world is messed up because of that. Sin entered because of his disobedience. Because of his disobedience, sin entered into the world. That was because of his disobedience. So I mean, he had to. He had he had a plan. He knew that he was going to do that. So he brought forth Christ, and he says, "I want to get things back in line." In order to get things back in order and get things back in line, he had to send Christ. Now, that is so awesome. So, you know, so the thing is, is what we need to get back into is the fact of saying, look, okay, I have this life. I want to might as, I might as well, since I have it, since it's a gift and it's been given to me, you know, and it's so awesome if you really stop and think about this life. It's so awesome. He gave us a body to, that houses this life. And in this body, everything is there. Wow. Everything is there. You don't wake yourself up in the morning. It automatically, it's automatically done. He's ordered it and planned it from the very beginning. That automatically, your body will wake up at a certain time. Get up unless that designated time is over. Then you won't get up, believe me. You will not get up. But you breathe. You stop and think about it. You're breathing all night long. Some breathe heavier than others. <laughs> but you're breathing all night long, and it hasn't stopped. Your heart is going, and it goes all night long, all day long. Your heart keeps moving, and it, and it keeps pumping the blood. All of the time. Now, that is so awesome. In certain parts of your body, it really heals itself. Your tongue gets split. You don't have to go put a Band-Aid on it. He's already designed certain parts on the inside of the body to bring healing to the parts of the body. Wow. Isn't that something? Isn't that something? There's some areas that, that different ones have, have done. they found natural things to bring your blood pressure down. Your blood pressure is running too much. There's certain things that you can take that will that will put your blood pressure the way it's supposed to. There's you know, then you got then you not only that, but you have certain things that you can take. I, I know I, my brother, my brother that looked like and I'm sorry, I'm I'm saying it this way basically, but he looked like he was right at death's door. Right at death's door. And he got to the place where he started eating certain things. This guy now looks great, and they've got a they they and the report was a little while back that it's almost gone. 
The cancer is almost gone. Isn't that something? It's, God has all kinds of ways for us. For us. You know. But our desire, the thing that I wanted to talk about tonight, was the desire. You know, desire is a big thing. Desire is a big thing sometimes that will keep us. Desire, another way for desire, another word for desire is your will. Okay? Is your will. And your will, a lot of times, will keep you from enjoying life. Your will will keep you from enjoying life. I'm going to say that again. I pray that those are here that you pick up a pen and you write this down. Your desires are things that will keep you from enjoying the very life that he has for you. Enjoying life. <laughs> desires will do that. There's two things that I wanted to bring out tonight, which is neat, is what the Lord has done for us, for us and what, where he, way he, what, what he, he knows that we have a choice in the matter. We could either go one way or go another. But this is what, what is so interesting, Angel, and the Lord brought this on. This happens to you. She's so beautiful, so awesome. Sometimes she's the only one that I have that basically is listening to, to the word until others come in, you know. But I, I want you to, I want, the, the Lord gave me two words today. This is so neat. He told me what I, I thought in the midst of this, and I got like I said, I got to go back and rewrite this whole book, the whole, the whole book on this. But he gave me two words. He said, demand. And he said, command, and the difference of that. Interesting. He never demands. Isn't that something? He will never demand, but he will command. Okay? He will never demand, but he will command. Now, some, some of you might go, oh, wait a minute. Well, there's, there's really no difference. Well, this is what I got by the difference of that. Command is choice by persuasion. Okay, I'm going to say that again. Command is choice by persuasion. Okay, all right. Demand is choice by force. <laughs> okay, he never forces anything on us. He doesn't demand. You know, um, let's go to if you want to go to if you want to if you want to check me out and see what I'm saying is true. Check out everything that God has said. He says these commands. He commands us. Does that mean we have to do it? No, because you know automatically there's a choice. If you, that's the key word, if you. Isn't that something? He'll always say, if you follow these commands. If and I'm going to persuade you to follow them. Let's let's run real quick to let's go real quick to Deuteronomy. Go to Deuteronomy, and this will help in the midst of this. I'm not going to be long tonight. I, I feel that you know, I'm not going to really be long in this. But let's look. Let's look. Let's look at Deuteronomy 20, 28. And there's a word I want you to check out. Amen. Amen. If you have it, if you have it, say glory. Okay. Okay. Amen. Glory. 
Deuteronomy, the 28th chapter, was where he started by the conditions of being able to be blessed. You want to be able to be blessed? Okay. Here's, here's what he basically said. And he starts off, actually, in, in chapter 27, he starts off by, by some blessings and some cursings. But the main thing that he started talking about it was in uh, chapter 28. Chapter 28. And look what he says. And it shall come to pass. There's a little word that comes after that. Check that little word. And it shall come to pass if thou shalt hearken diligently to the voice of the Lord thy God and observe and do all his what? His demands? No, not his demands, but his commandments. Then he goes, I have commanded thee this day, the commandments that which I have commanded thee, not that I have demanded on you. I haven't put a demand on you. I just put these commandments there. Isn't that something? I don't know if anybody's ever really checked this out. I've just put a command. He's always just put commands out. Remember what I said. Commands is what? Command is a choice by persuasion. And a lot of times he has a strong persuasion. <laughs> a demand is a choice by force. You are going to. It is going to happen. Whether you like it or not, it's going to happen. Come on, somebody. That's a demand. A demand, when somebody puts a demand on you, that means it's something that you're going to have to do. It's a force upon you. You don't really have too much of a choice. Because I'm forcing you. I demand you to come here. That means basically I'm going to make sure you're here. Okay? But a command simply is by persuasion. Wow. hope everybody's grabbing this. I hope you're grabbing this. Okay? A command is choice by persuasion. Demand is choice by force. Okay? Okay? All right? So let's go on. Let's go on what he said. He said, if thou, if, if. Now, always there's a key word. You'll never have the word if in front of a demand. There'll never be a, 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 an if if it's a demand. If it's a demand, they, they don't say, he w- let's put this, let's read it if it was a demand. And it shall come to pass that you should hearken diligently to the voice of the Lord your God. And you are going to observe and do all his demands, which I demand of you. That I've demanded of you. <laughs> and so there's, there's not going to be a choice in the matter at all. It's not going to, and it has nothing to do with your will because you will. See, sometimes there's some, there's some of us, how many's ever, how many's ever pretty well said something to like your children? Sit down. <laughs> Sit down. Okay, that usually when you're saying something like, Sit down or you go here, that's usually. Something? How would you say that, Angel? It's not a. It's not. It's not a command, 
but it's mainly I've demanded them to do that. You're, you're, you're going to do such. You don't say if. You always just say what you want, what you're going to have them do. Sit down. You know, sit down. Be quiet. <laughs> Those are demands. But a command would be something like, like, I want you to do, if I, I want you to do that, will you sit down? Okay? So you got, so you have this. Now watch what he's saying. He's saying in 28, he said, he said basically the commands, the commandments, what's that command thee this day? That the Lord thy God set thee on high above all nations of the world. He put automatically here what's going, what you, if you're just going to follow all these things, you're going to be, the blessing is already there. The blessing is there. There's the persuasion. There is the persuasion. We've also given given commands to our children. If you wash the dishes, I will. Isn't that something? If you make up your bed, I will. And there's a will. In other words, I'm going to meet I will. I I I I'm going to do this for you. If you remember the key word is if, right? The key word is if. So he said, if you do this, then I, I will. And and he said basically here, he says, I'm gonna set you on high if you observe, or in other words, if you obey the command that I've given to you this day, that I've that I've that I've given to you today. Not demands, the commands that I've given to you today. If you observe to them, look what's going to happen. And all those blessings, verse 2, all those blessings shall come upon thee and overtake thee if, there's that word again, if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. All the blessings shall come upon thee and they're going to overtake you. Look at the persuasion that's there. That's commands. That is a command. That's an act of your will. There again, that's what I'm saying. It's an act of your will. I'm talking about desire. talking about wills. You want to enjoy life? Get the act of your will lined up with what the Lord desires of you. That's so awesome. So if if you do that and you hearken, if you hearken, to what he's saying, look what he said. Blessed shalt thou be in the city. Blessed shalt thou be in the field. And he goes on, and he goes on. He goes on. You're going to be blessed with fruit, the fruit of thy body and the fruit of thy ground, the fruit of thy cattle, the increase of thy kind. Wow. And the flocks of thy sheep. And blessed shall thy basket and, and thy store. Wow. Blessed shall it be when thou comest in. And when thou goest out, the Lord shall cause thine enemies that rise up against thee to be smitten before thy face. And they shall come out against thee one way and flee before thee seven ways. These are just 
These are just things that if you, these are all persuasions. Wow. Did you check that out? These are all areas of persuasion. This is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to do if you follow my command. Not my demand. This is not a demand on you. This is a command. If you hearken, if you obey, if you observe, you're going to have great life. That's basically what he's saying. (laughs) That's basically what he's saying. You're going to have a great life if you follow my command. Not my demand. The demand would be you don't have a choice. (laughs) You don't have a choice. You're going to hearken to what I'm saying. You're going to obey what I'm saying. You don't have a choice. But he gives, he gave us choice from the very beginning. And he also, the choice was if you didn't want to. Because let's go on down to verse, um, let's go on down to verse 15. And let's read what it says there. There's a part of the persuasion. But here it is, and it shall come to pass, and there's that key word. What's that key word again? If. If. If you will not hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe all his commandments, not his demands, his commandments, and his statutes, which he's commanded this day, then it's your choice. It's your choice. If you don't hearken to it, it's your choice. You can do either way. It's your choice. Then curses are going to come upon you. You are not, what he's basically saying here, you will not enjoy life. (laughs) You won't. My God, you won't. Wow. Cursed shalt thou be in the city. Cursed shalt thou be in the field. Cursed shalt thy basket. And he goes on to the same thing. The Lord shall make make the pestilence cleave unto thee until he have consumed thee from, from off the land, whether thou goest to possess it. Oh, wow. Angel, I just, I just saw something. That's interesting. He said, the Lord shall make pestilence. Pest. That's a pest. Mosquitoes are pest. Wow. Flies. Lice. He'll make pestilence cleave unto thee. A tick. What does a tick do? Gets on you and chucks you, just soaks, soaks you up, soaks up your blood. Isn't that interesting? In other words, basically those things are going to come upon you, consume you. The Lord shall smite thee with a consumption and with a fever and with an inflammation and with extreme burning and with a sword and with blasting and with mildew, mildew, and they shall pursue thee until you are gone. 
And he says, until thou perish. And thy heaven that is over thy head shall be brass. And the earth that is under thy feet shall be iron. The Lord shall make the rain that shall make make the rain of thy land powder and dust from heaven shall come down upon thee and thou shalt be destroyed. He goes on through all this, all of these verses. He's persuading, but he's giving you the choice. Isn't that something? All along, he's giving you the choice. The bottom line is he's been all through these areas. He's been saying, I want you to be able to follow me. You want to enjoy life? Turn your will toward what I desire. David said, one thing have I desired of the Lord, and that will I seek after. And that's to dwell in the house of the Lord. I want to do that. So what am I doing? You need to seek after his will. What is his will for you? What is his will? What is his plan for you? You want to enjoy life? Just follow. Because either way, you're following either his will, the enemy's will, or your own. Wow. That's interesting. I'm going to say that again. You're either following his will, your will, the enemy's will, or your will. Come on. His will, the enemy's will, or your will. You know, it boils down to that. It really does. It boils down to that. We talked about the desires of others for you. Well, that's you have to actually allow that person to you have to allow that person's desire for you, which comes down to you saying, "I'd rather choose their desire. I'd rather choose their desire. I re, I'd rather do what they what they want me to do. They see that I'm doing that. I should be doing this. Well." I'm going to go there. And it was, and the thing is, it was never the plan and purpose of God for you. Well, let me break this down a little bit more, which is so interesting. I've got it. I've got, we've got a beautiful Honda out there. Beautiful car. Now, the plan and purpose for that car was to become a passenger car. That's the purpose and plan for that car was to be a passenger car. Now, the only person that can change that purpose and plan is us. So we make it a dump truck. It's not a truck, it's a car. (laughs) Now, it'll only become what we allow it to be because basically we're the owners of it. Wow, Angel, that's a whole new message right there. When we take the purpose and the plan of God, what he's made for us to be, and we put it in the hands of somebody else and allow them to own it, own us, they take us and make us something that we weren't planned and purposed for in the beginning. Wow. 
Wow. How many of us have done, how many of us have gone into that area? Many of us have gone into that area. You know, this is so rich. You know, I pray, I pray that, and I'm not going to go too much further than this, other than talking about, other than talking and dealing on the, in this area of this. Is our desires need to become God's desire. Our will need to line up with the will of the Father. Jesus did it. He followed the command of his Father. The command of his Father was for him to come down here and give his life and put things back in order. That was the command of his Father. And he followed his command. And he was blessed. He was blessed so much to the point that he has a name that is above every name. That at his name, every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess. At his name. At his name. If he was blessed like that so much, I'm talking about the son was blessed so much like that. Then what, 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 what do you think that he has in store for us? What is it? What do you think he has in store for us? When your desires become God's desires, then God meets your heart's desire. When your desire begins somebody else's desire, or when your desires become your own desires, wow, how miserable can you be? How miserable can you be? Then that's when you start thinking, man, life is so, so difficult. It's so hard. It's so, you know, I don't even know if I can walk this way, you know? But let your desires become the way that God desires for you to be. Amen. Amen. Father, I give you glory today. I thank you, Lord, for this word. I thank you, Father God, for, um, Lord, revealing this even, even to me. I do give you glory for that. Father God, I pray in Jesus' name. Lord, that the hearers and someone might come back and, and listen to this once again. And Father God, when they listen to it, that they will be blessed in the name of Jesus. I give you all the glory. I give you all the honor because it all belongs to you in Jesus' precious name. And we give you glory and praise. Touch, Lord, the bodies of those, Lord, that need it in the name of Jesus. I speak, Father God, Lord, healing. I pray, Father God, doors will open of prosperity. In the name of Jesus. And Lord, let this rest of this week be one that would be just awesome. Because it can only be awesome with you. In Jesus' precious name. And we thank you for it. Amen and amen. Amen. I pray this is a blessing to you. I pray that you grab on to this. And, you know, you can always play this back. You can always play back what... Um, even previous, go back to the, go back to episode 69, episode 68, you know, and pull it back up and listen to, listen to that. But listen, not just listen to me. That's not the thing I want you to do. I don't want you to just listen to me, but listen to the spirit and what the spirit is saying out of that to your spirit. Amen. God bless you. Looking forward to next week. Amen. Next Tuesday and 
Oh, next Wednesday, excuse me, next Wednesday. And uh, we're going to be dealing with a little bit more on desire. Amen. Our desire. We're going to enjoy life. Amen. We're going to enjoy life. God bless you. Bye-bye.